welcome to the Laity Space Podcast. The goal today is to promote conversations that advocate and support the role of everyday United Methodist in the state of Florida. We hope you'll enjoy today's discussion featuring local church lay leaders who are embracing the call to be witnesses to the love of Christ for the transformation of the world. You are important to us. So on behalf of the Conference Board of Laity, we say thank you for joining us. Hey friends, Derek Scott III, Conference Co-Lay Leader here with you uh, for another episode of the Lady Space Podcast. And I'm here um, with my really, really good friend, colleague, co-conspirator in the work of campus ministry, Heather Pankost. Heather, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey Derek, what's up? I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm doing great other than the heat and the humidity that is our state, um, but doing really well and excited to be with you and to talk about all things laity. Laity, yes. One of the really cool things um, about Heather and I is that um, we are two the two lay campus ministers in the Florida Conference uh, and uh, just really grateful for Heather's ministry, uh, first, you know, for many years at Warren Willis camp, um, alongside, alongside her husband, Joel, who's awesome, but he's a local pastor now. So, um, yeah, he doesn't you know. get to call himself lady anymore. No, nope, no, nope, we don't, we <laughs> yeah. don't claim him anymore because nope. he's a local pastor. Yeah. And he's appointed. He's, he's, he's literally licensed to do work. So, um, but, uh, Heather is just incredible, uh, contributor to the life of our conference. Uh, that general conference delegate. She's serving in multiple roles and spaces. Um, she's an advocate. She's a cheerleader. She's, she's a mom. She's uh, a, a leader of our conference and just an incredible follower of Jesus Christ. Um, and I just, I, I'm privileged that we call each other friends. I really am. Um, Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself though. Like I've said many things already about you, but <laughs> maybe tell us a little bit more of like, Heather's life and and what are you doing these days? Sure, sure. Well, like you mentioned, I'm a campus minister serving along with um, my husband, the Reverend Joel Pancoast, who is um, the right Reverend, (laughs) the right Reverend, um, who is um, been my partner in life and in ministry for many years, and we worked um, together at the camp for a really long time, and were blessed and given the opportunity by our bishop to transition up here to campus ministry six years ago. yeah, we, we live in Gainesville. We love all things Gators. We're big sports fans. Our girls play soccer. So we're like soccer parents extraordinaire, traveling all over the place, cheering them on. I teach yoga kind of as my side hustle um, and I love doing that. It's become a really um, big part of my life. And I'm also a PK, kind of grew up. I tell, I tell people that the United Methodist um, Conference here in Florida raised me from the time mm-hmm. I was um, a baby until now, and they continue to um, help teach me and grow me in my life and in my calling. My parents are both retired United Methodist pastors and just moved here to Gainesville to be near us. So that's a really exciting time to to have them close by. And I'm just happy to be here. I love you, Derek, and am thankful every day that we get to work together. It's not as often as I wish, mm-hmm. but on these days where we do get to hang out and talk and share, it's just a real joy. Oh, 
You're the best, Heather. You're the best. I am excited about this conversation. We've been in this series around the four P's of lay leadership. And um, you can go back and listen to some of the other episodes. Alice and I talked about purpose. Uh, and then we brought in Molly McIntyre to talk about passion. And um, I thought it'd be really good if we could um, have a few minutes to talk with Heather about the P called presence. And I'll just read to you really quickly sort of our description around this, this, um, this particular leadership idea of presence. As laity in leadership positions in the Florida United Methodist Church, we are called to have leadership presence. This means that we are to give voice to the workings of the church on issues of justice and mercy. It means that we are actively to participate in the work of growing disciples for Jesus Christ. Presence also means that we are there leading by example and participating fully in the work of the church. So Heather, I'm just curious, what resonates for you when we talk about presence specifically as a lay person in the, in the church? What, what resonates for you? Well, the first thing that came to mind when, you know, I, I started to think about this and prepare for this conversation was this idea of our physical presence in the church space. Cause like, mm. let's be honest, y'all. Many, many, many folks have not yet returned physically to church after COVID. Mm. It is really nice to stay in my comfy PJs on a Sunday morning and drink my coffee and watch my pastors on television. (laughs) That's that's nice. Um, It's nice to know that if we have something going on and we can do that and watch it later, it's created this different level of participation. And I think that we have found blessings in that. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of good that comes from the virtual nature of, of church. And there is presence even in just being on zoom or online for me, I'll speak for myself. I am missing a lot of what it means to have that physical presence in my church space with my people, with my pastors, um, with young people, old people, babies, and everything in between. So that's the first thing that kind of came to mind is I think our churches are really still trying to transition back to being in the physical space of church and that there is, there is power and beauty and um, a different sense of the Holy Spirit when we're together, flesh and blood. Mm. I know that means we're breathing each other's air and that we could potentially be exposing one another to illness. And that is something to keep in mind. And I, I don't want to disregard that as important to consider. Um, I just think it's time. It's time for me. It's time for a lot of us to, to get our butts back in church, in the space um, as regularly as possible. Cause we were missing one another in that way. Mm. Um, that that's kind of what resonated first and foremost. Also yeah. when I read your, dis- your description and when I heard you say it again, just now, the words that popped out to me um, was really this idea of, of giving voice um, in issues of justice and mercy. Yeah. And, and if I may just for a second speak to how I have experienced the transition in my life from being at the camp as a layperson and then transitioning still at laity hasn't changed, not a bit, but in a more pastoral role where I'm seen, I'm introduced by college students to their parents as their pastor, which I don't know about you, Derek, when the first time that happened, it felt real weird. 
Um, and I'm like, it who does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I have sensed the difference that there is for lay people to speak out about issues of justice and mercy and what it feels like for a pastor, a pastor to speak out about issues mm. of justice and mercy when a pastor is trying to shepherd his or her or their entire congregation, um, it can be a, a lot more challenging. And as laity, I just feel like we have the power and the freedom to speak boldly yeah. um, and to share with our community in the world how God is calling us to respond to issues of justice and mercy. And so that I just think is um, a huge part of what it means to be present is to speak, to speak boldly, to speak loudly um, with clarity and to claim the authority that, that we have as laity in the church, as leaders, as co-conspirators, to use the word that you used earlier, um, that we are in this together with our pastors. Um, so that's kind of, those are the things that stuck out that resonate. Oh, oh my God. It, I, as you were talking, Heather, there was this moment from this past Daniel conference that um, just uh, blessed my heart. And and some of it was just the, the emotions of the moment that we were in during annual conference this past year, um, June 2022. Um, but there was this moment that um, there was a Pancoast kid who spoke at the mic and then about two minutes later is another Pancoast kid who spoke at the mic. And then it rounded out with the Pancoast mom <laughs> speaking at the mic. And, and it's just this moment of, and we don't know, you know, if Elliot and Nora will, um, you know, continue to be laity or will they discern calls to clergy orders? We don't know that, but there was something really incredible about you and your daughters finding your voice in the, annual conference conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess for me, one of the things that, you know, when I think about this presence piece, there's, I think this sense that we need to defer to the clergy, mm-hmm. let the clergy be the ones to speak up, let the clergy be the one, clergy be the ones to go to the mic, clergy be the ones to, and even like in our local churches, right? Like let the clergy, we'll tell the clergy, this is what needs to be talked about. So just, if you would, and, and just the power of the folks in the pews standing up and letting their voice be heard in the room mm-hmm. as laity, as in, you know, as I like to say, the, the power in the pews and the gospel on the ground, like as these individuals who we're not, we haven't been to seminary. We don't, we don't have all those credentials, but here's what we do have. We have a relationship with Christ and we have our own convictions of what that means and, and who we want to be as a church in the world. So I'm curious from your perspective, Heather, what are some of the ways that God might be calling laity to have greater presence in their local churches, in their communities, maybe even in the annual conference? What, what are some ways God might be calling laity to really lean into this idea of presence? Yeah. You know, I, I, it's a great question and it's a really, um, it's kind of a daunting question because I think there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of ways and ultimately people have to really discern how they're being called and gifted. Um, but I think that's where it starts, right? Is like as lady, how do we ask ourselves that question, um, make a commitment to explore the answer. And then when we get what we feel like is a prayerful Holy Spirit led answer, to to actually follow through. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I think, uh, again, as I was reflecting on this question, I was thinking about my own 
journey in my own life. And um, I remember, I can really clearly in my mind, remember some laity who showed up for my family um, over the years. And so I think it can start really, really small, right? Like just how we show up for one another within the local church. Um, I was really fortunate a couple of weeks ago to go to my dad's second retirement service. He retired once as the elder in the Florida conference. He failed at retirement, didn't do well, ended up back in a local church and retired a second time. And it's the same church actually that he served, the church he retired from, he had served previously in his ministry when I was in high school. And so I went back and I saw faces of lay folks, of saints of the church that when my mom was struggling with cancer, brought us meals, um, prayed with my family, babysat me, made me dresses. I mean, you name it, they showed up. They were present in my mm. home with my family um, in, in the good times and the bad. So that's that's a really small, but also super important way that lady can show up, can be present for your clergy, for your, your church staff. How are you caring for them? Um, how are you caring for one another? Are you um, looking for needs within your congregation, the people that sit next to you that maybe you shake hands with every Sunday, but you don't really know their name or their story. How are you showing up and being present for them? Um, these are all, I think, really important. Um, and I say small and I don't mean small in the, in the big picture. I mean, um, they may feel small, but they're actually really big and really powerful. And I mean, everything from that all the way up to like, if this, if you're passionate about the church, if you, if you're reading about and you find yourself online, looking up stories about the United Methodist Church and what's happening in BUMC and the WCA, it's like, that's you. And you're listening right now. You should be a delegate. Sign up to come to annual conference. Like you're out there and you're thinking like, oh, I don't have time. Or maybe this isn't for me. Like, Listen, if you care enough to be reading these boring articles that we're all reading with all the keys and trying to figure out what's happening because you love your church and you care about it and you feel passionate about where it's headed, get involved. And maybe that isn't all the way up to the annual conference level, but maybe you call your district superintendent and you, you know, ask how you can help on that level. Shoot, maybe you just let your pastor know that you want to serve on a committee at your church. Um, you know, there are there are so many ways from your local church level all the way up to serving at the annual conference, being present there, having a vote, having your voice heard mm. um, that it, it's the, really the opportunities are endless. I think sometimes I forget how many ways there are to serve um, within the church. Um, but I think that that starting with prayer really asking God, how would you call me to serve in this way as a laity, to use my voice, to use my mm. position, to use my passion, um, to give voice, to move forward, to serve. And, and when you hear that answer, and you will, um, it may take a while, but you'll hear it, then move move forward with that. Do something yeah. about it. Because it's, it's easy to hear the voice and just be like, no, no not today, God. <laughs> mm. I love it. I love it. So let's talk for a few few moments about the young folks in uh, mm -hmm. the church, and you know we definitely want to make sure that everybody you know has a, a place to be present and an opportunity to really step into the space and to bring their gifts. Uh, but as we think about young people, what advice would you give to a young layperson in our conference who? Um, 
wants to be involved and just doesn't know what the next, what they need to do next. Yeah. Um, you know, real logistically speaking, if you have, if you're at a church that has somebody who works with youth ministry or young adult ministry, go there first, hmm. start there, um, ask them how you can get involved, what you can do, uh, where you can serve. If you don't have that, because let's be honest, there's a lot of churches that are really small that don't have that kind of staff involvement or the ability to, to pay staff. And so the next step, go to your local pastor. Um, ask him to take you out to coffee. Shoot, ask him to take you out for lunch. See if you can get a full lunch out of, out of the gig. Um, sit down. I don't know too many clergy who, if asked by a young person, hey, would you take me out to a cup of coffee? Would you take me out for lunch? Would say no. I think most of them would jump on that chance. Mm. Uh, and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm really interested in serving in this way, or I don't know what way I'm interested in serving. I just know I want to be more involved. Um, and and get them advocating for you. Get them pushing for you. You you have to really start the conversation, but then I think that finding adults in your church who can help push for you because it isn't it isn't always easy to navigate the systems of of our denomination and our conference and what it takes to be able to serve. And so sometimes you have to find somebody who can walk beside you, who can advocate for you. Call me. Call Derek. We yeah, will. I yeah. mean, literally, like if this Text is listening me. to this. Text me. Don't call me. Text <laughs> don't me. Don't call Derek. <laughs> He'll totally freak out if you call him. Text <laughs> him. You can call me. I'm older than Derek. So I don't <laughs> mind the phone not, call. Not by that much. Not by that much. But I got that Gen Z thing going. So our yeah. Gen X thing. Yeah. I'll answer a phone. Um, we'll advocate for you. There are yeah. people um, in the conference who want your voice to be heard. Um, I will not. I will not lie, Derek, being able to see my children speak on the floor of annual conference, hearing their words um, was a moment I will never, never forget as a mom. Mm. I worry sometimes that because I'm so involved in the church and because they are like little um, spies that listen to everything that happens in our house, that our conversations about frustrations or the difficulties of our denomination that it's facing right now will will jade them, will bur- we'll burden them to the point of not wanting um, to be involved. And so I, I really was thankful that they they showed up. They had a willingness to be there. They wanted to speak particularly about the future of our denomination. And we need we need those voices. I mean, what I can't think of the phrase now they talk about, and this is terrible if you're one of these people, but they talk about the the um the wave of of boomer and the greatest generation deaths that are happening over the oh, next yeah, decade. The, uh, the, the, yeah, the death tsunami. Death tsunami, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's not happy to think about um, as people who have folks in that age gap, age uh, bracket that will be facing the end of life. Um, but it is a reality. And for our church to survive and thrive going forward, it will be dependent on young voices, young people who get involved to um, stake a claim on their church and their denomination. Anything else you want to say about presence, Heather? You've already, you said just some incredible gold uh, already shared, but any, any final thoughts on laity being present? I, I just, I guess, you know, I think because I work with college students and, and that stage of life, and I know the statistics point to the fact that we see so many young people who grew up in the church and then leave it in their college years um, and, and move away from the church. Some to come back maybe after they have children or after they're you know a little more advanced in age. Some never come back. 
Um, I just want to say if you're out there listening and I'm not, uh, I'm a realist, I'm guessing there's probably not a whole lot of college students out there listening to this right now, but I hope that there are some or maybe parents. I think, I, I think that when they see Heather Ah. on, on on the tweet, they they might be like, Oh, many things. Let's click on that. I'll listen to this one. (laughs) What crazy thing is she going to say? Um, I guess my, my hope and my prayer to that specific age group is to, to hang on, <laughs> to mm. hang on, to uh, find a place. There are churches. You might have to look. You may have to go online. Um, and I know I started off this whole thing about being physically present, but to find a space where you feel safe and accepted for who you are holy, you may have to look outside of your community, but they do exist. They are there. Um, and they are desperate to love on you and to care for you. And so if you're one of those folks that grew up in the church and are just feeling burnt over it, exhausted, harmed, um, stay away if you need. If that's where you're that's where you're at right now and you're just your body and mind and soul aren't ready to come back, um, that's okay. But if you're feeling a nudge, if you're feeling that inclination to return, um, we want you. Again, call me, text Derek. Um, we will help you find a space where you can be fully and holy yourself, where you can be loved, where you can serve, where you can show up um, and be honored for who you are. Heather Pankhurst, I just uh, am continually grateful for the gift that you are to our church. You taught me everything I know, Derek. Oh, whatever, whatever. It's true. Oh, it's true, um, people. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. Uh, Heather, thanks so much for joining us today of on course. the Laity Space podcast. This has been just uh, uh, just full of so much good wisdom and challenge, I think, for laity to find their place, to find their voice, to take their seat, um, and to really be present in the lives of our local churches and our ministry to our congregations and communities, as well as the work that we do together as an annual conference in the United Methodist Church. So, Heather, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, and friends, thanks for listening. And we'll uh, definitely uh, catch you on another episode of the Lady Space Podcast. Thanks, friends. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lady Space Podcast, a presentation of the Florida United Methodist Conference of Lady and produced by Wesley's Revival. For more information on the role of Laity in the Florida Conference, please check out laityspace.org. That's L-A-I-T-Y-S-P-A-C-E dot org.